Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Wrap-Up for Friday, July 22nd, 2022. Dark reading tells us from a Trellix report that attempted ransomware attacks declined in the first order of 2022 as companies continued to be less likely to pay the requested ransoms and the war between Russia and Ukraine disrupted the Eastern Europe groups responsible for a significant share of the attacks. Now, on the surface, that sounds like good news. They do go on to show that companies continue to encounter the two most common ransomware families, Lockbit and Conti, more than a third of the time, but that they're seen much less often. And one thought is that the decline likely comes as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which has led to more geopolitical-related attacks, but fewer ransomware campaigns. Now, I reposted this on LinkedIn, and with the thought, is this good? Question mark, question mark. And a couple of people noted that there's probably a significant chance that this is actually just a normal summer low, low. So don't get your hopes up too high. This could certainly be something that is indicative of what's to come, or it could just simply be that it's the way things are right now. From ThreatPost, CISA urges U.S. agencies to patch a Microsoft July Patch Tuesday 2022 bug that is being exploited in the wild by August 2nd. Apparently, this vulnerability part of Microsoft's Patch Tuesday roundup of fixes is being exploited in the wild, prompting CISA, the U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, to advise patching of this privilege flaw. It deals with elevation of privileges that allows adversaries with a pre-established foothold on a targeted system to execute code as an unprivileged user. Now, ThreatPost goes on to note that researchers at Fortinet Guard Labs, excuse me, FortiGuard Labs, a division of Fortinet, said the threat the bug poses to businesses is medium. And this downgraded rating is because an adversary needs advanced local or physical access to the targeted system to exploit the bug, and a patch is, in fact, available. Forbes reports that Google has just confirmed the second clutch of security updates for the Chrome browser in July. While this update will roll out automatically, users who do not restart their browser regularly are advised to check manually and force the security patch activation. Now, a little bit of detail as far as the fixes. Five of the vulnerabilities were discovered by internal security audits and fuzzing, which is an automatic process looking for exceptions when providing unexpected or random inputs. The remaining six issues are vulnerabilities that were uncovered by security researchers. Now, the article goes on to state that unlike the Chrome patches earlier this month, there are known there are no known exploits in the wild right now that, that anyone is aware of. So check your Chrome browser, but that's a little bit of at least good news. When we're encountered with a stressful situation, the response is either fight or flee. We all have learned this at some point in time in our lives. Now, stress is not intended as far as the way that the human body is constructed to be a constant thing. 
It's a response to an external stimuli that you need to solve so that you can then get back to your normal living. However, in security, as this opinion piece from CSO tells us, the title of the piece is cybersecurity is, is a constant fire drill that's not just bad, it's dangerous. It's basically talking about how the, the cybersecurity field, and this goes all the way up to the CISOs, are constantly in some organizations at, on a state of stress. And the opinion piece notes that there's three aspects of this that are, or I guess you could say three symptoms that one would be cutting corners, another would be burnout, and then finally being poorly prepared for future attacks. If you're spending all of your time on tactical firefighting items, as opposed to actually strategizing how to better improve the security program. The piece does give five practices to reduce these types of situations. And the author does note that, yes, these are obvious, but I'm going to read them anyway. Improve security hygiene, segment networks, capture the actions taken by experienced security professionals and turn them into formal automated security practices. Optimize the MITRE attack framework to guide activities like security engineering, testing, and so on. And finally, and probably the most importantly, is augment overworked staff with help from security service providers. Now, that's one thing that you can definitely leverage. Obviously, I have a little bit of skin in the game with that because we are a consulting security provider group, my firm that I work for. But really, that is one of the best benefits we have because we, we can help with the strategizing while the CISO is working on managing the tactical items and then get back to keep, we can keep them on track with regards to strategizing and building out the program. I've talked before and we'll talk again, I'm sure, about maintaining your health and your wellness and that that's really something that is critically needed in any field. Cyber is certainly no exception. So just think about that. Holistically take care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And then finally, this one I just came upon today, but it's actually from 11 days ago and it's from NextGov. CISA urges FCC to prioritize national security and internet routing probe. Really what this is talking about is regulating BGP. Now, I didn't really see too much in the way of detail as to how that would be accomplished. There are There is already some pushback from ISPs who would say that this is going to provide perhaps immense overhead and that the ROI on on the benefits would be just not worth it, almost upside down. I'm a little bit not sure just from initially thinking about this, about regulating uh, any really internet protocol, including uh, BGP. I understand the reason for it. BGP is exploited and that that can lead to some pretty bad things and it's happened in the past. But do we need to solve these issues with government regulation or can we think of a way to fix it in a better manner? And then finally, as I mentioned on the 
Monday Quick Strike, I've been involved with a conference, the CU Intersect Conference in Houston. This is a credit union IT and information security conference. And I'll have just a couple, now that the conference is done, I'll have a couple of thoughts about that in 30 seconds. This was my first time experiencing CU Intersect. Uh, this conference was created in the fall of 2016 as the annual conference for the National Credit Union Information Sharing Analysis Organization, or NCU-ISAO. The organization is similar in charter and in purpose as the uh, broader FSISAC, Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center. And that was the primary reason why I wanted to partake in this conference. I've been to some of the larger uh, FSISAC events, even the regional ones uh, in the past. And I've been involved with FSISAC in the past as the uh, uh, first uh, CIC Community Institution Council co-chair. So very much not only um, embedded, if you will, having the experience, but also a fan of this type of approach. The conference was held in Houston, and it was the first time back, as many of these conferences are from COVID. So attendance was down, but generally I found the conference very well organized and um, managed, and the people were fabulous. And unfortunately, I didn't really get a chance to attend sessions because we were there as a vendor. And when you're there as a vendor, obviously you have to maintain the booth. And also I had both a speaking engagement and an interview. The interview, which is about 10 minutes long, I've provided the link in the show notes where basically I talk a little bit about small and mid-sized businesses and cybersecurity and also how it relates to the credit unions. And then the presentation was about the virtual CISO, how to optimize it for credit unions. And you can take that and also apply it to small and mid-sized businesses as well. So the link for the interview is in the show notes. The presentation will actually drop on Wednesday. That's the plan as of now, as a special episode of the virtual CISO moment. The video did not capture the slide deck. And if anybody's interested in that, I might put that up in the show notes as a link, just let me know. And the audio is is okay. There's a little bit of clicking here and there. I'm not really sure how that happened, but it's uh, acceptable. So check it out if you're interested. And as always, stay secure. <laughs>